passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's showtime. It's your time. It's game time. It's go time. You got one shot at a gold mine. It's showtime. It's your time. It's game time. It's go time. You got one shot at a gold mine. It's showtime. Hey, what's up? This is Door Bumper Clear presented by Offpad, and I'm Brett Griffin. We survived the rain at Watkins Glen and are back to break it all down. We'll cover Kyle Larson's move on Chase Elliott, Kimmy Rackinen's day, Ty Gibbs, and William Byron's Xfinity battle. Daytona expectations and the hell even a lot more. Let's roll. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Major, spotter of the 6 Cup car and the 68 Xfinity <laughs> car this weekend. And I even had the 73 Arca car, and that's not on there. Oh God. I'm a, I am Brett Griffin, <laughs> spotter for Colleague Racing. Does he have a different script than this? It's a podcast. You can read what you, you know, or pretend you're reading. Had Daniel Hemrick on Saturday. Thank God he's okay. Ooh, oh, was yeah. yeah. Justin Haley on Sunday. When did that fell down? Thank God he's okay. Watkins Glen was not kind to me, but it was kind of college racing. Two runner-up finishes on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, what's up? Freddie Kraft spotted Bubba Wallace and Landon Castle this weekend. Not a great weekend for me either at Road America. Uh, Road where, where, where were you? We I'm not even not drunk this Road week. Road I can't figure out where the hell we uh, I should have read it off the paper. Um, yeah, but about, I don't even know what it was. About lap three or four, Brett looks at me and goes, my, my window net just fell down. <laughs> Did you put it up yourself? Uh, so what'd you do? Can we had to pit. pit. No, you don't have to do that. It's well, been we proven pitted. that you can do it without pitting. Well, that's true. Ryan, Bl- we need to Ryan Blaney in our car. He could have put it right back up. <laughs> Apparently, going down the back. Does he have longer arms? Justin's yeah. arms not yeah. long. Yeah. No, we pitted and and we were running seventh or eighth at the time, and and honestly had a lot of speed. Qualified thirteenth. Like it was going to be one of our better weekends. It appeared, and it went to. <laughs> and once it went to, <laughs> we could just never get everything to go our way. And at those road courses, track position matters. Believe it or not, really hard to pass. Um, the the arrow tight was real up through the S's down that back stretch. Uh, the further back you were, the harder it was. So, um, but all in all, I think that's a great racetrack. Of all the road courses we go to, it honestly may be my favorite. 
It's definitely it, awesome. I'm biased. But. It's it's shorter, so it doesn't take four minutes to go around there like a road America. Even when it was longer and they had turns ten and eleven, it really wasn't that many corners because they counted the boot. Yeah, they were doing pretty dang good lap times on a wet racetrack. They were getting around yeah. there a lot faster than I thought they were. Going oh yeah, to. they were flying, flying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first part of the race I thought was great just for the differing strategies. You've seen guys come in and put dry tires on immediately. Oh, uh, yeah, that was Busher. awesome. Busher was Busher the first no one. He was, was like, like three or four laps. I had just said to Bubba, like, what do you think? And I don't know. Our radios weren't working great, so I don't know what he said, but I thought he said wet. You know, I said, has a track, and I thought he said wet. And then the next lap, you know, Busher came in, and I was like, well, the 17's on slicks. What do you think? He's like, I'm ready if you are. And then they waited a lap to see what the 17 lap time was, and he was obviously much faster. Yeah. Him and the, I think the 14 was the other one that I noticed yeah, like, came in. He matched it the first lap, then the next lap's like five seconds. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. we're late to this party. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that I thought that was interesting. Made for some comers and goers in the beginning there. Kind of shook the strategy up a little bit. Yeah, that was the only time that Yeah, and then, and then, uh, like Brett said, it was just really, it was kind of, after it dried out and we all had the same tires on, it was just tough to pass. There's no like, tire wear. Yeah, it was no. There was no fall off whatsoever. Yeah, like I mean, if none. there was fall off, it was so we didn't we didn't run long enough to make it. Yeah, a factor. No. Like, I, I literally said over the radio, this tire sucks. It it was awful. That, that was the only thing wrong wrong with that race. No no driver managing anything. It was go as hard as you can like a go kart race the entire time. Yeah. I did not enjoy that part of it. No, me either, man. The, the I do like the starting. When they did, I thought that was pretty cool. You can't, we can't start when there's rivers running down the track. I'm sure we'll, um, are we talking about it now, Jason? We can talk about it right now. Don't talk about spot on, spot off topics before spot it's on, It's not off. a spot on. Yes, it is. Oh, shoot. I thought you were going to talk about something else. Yeah, no, it is. Just <laughs> kidding. It's a right. bullet. Just kidding. Yeah, I'll wait then. It's his first podcast. Shout out to all the foreigners in the race. Like, that was a lot of uh, different yeah. people that weren't from America. You had they did that, okay. You had that guy named Hellman's. You had that rocking the fella. You had Kavat, Rakanan, and Amarola. You are doing... You are... Are you... Me? It's unbelievable <laughs> how many people we have from all what the different countries. What is unbelievable is how bad you butchered yeah. all those names. He's from Kymie, South Carolina. Give him a Kymie break. Rackinan did a hell of a job yesterday. Every single one of those, but um, <laughs> but then you but the highest finishing foreigner was Daniel Suarez. Who would have thought with all those? I mean, foreigners that he was going to be the highest finisher. Can we say foreigner can we one more him, time? Can we call them international drivers? Maybe? International <laughs> foreigners. Well, that international driver has been in the they're Cup Series. They're not from America and they're in America. It's a foreigner. He's been in the Cup Did Series for many from American? years. They're not from American. <laughs> it was like watching an F1 race. But so I'm great. telling you right now, who, if you, you thought before the season started, would you have picked Daniel Suarez to beat all them guys? Obviously, I'm kidding about how to pronounce her name. Yes. I know how to pronounce her name. I mean, not? would you not have picked Daniel Suarez to he's beat been all in, those guys? He's been in a stock car for years. People were singing these guys' praises on Twitter this week about how great they are and how great they're going to do, and none of them did great. Uh, well, I mean, I, they could have. I thought Kimmy could have. Kimmy did I mean, pretty good. He Kimmy got chastained. DNF'd. Yeah, because he got part of the Chastain train or whatever you were calling it last <laughs> week. Chastain. <laughs> Chastain. I don't know what you were whatever calling Whatever you it. said. That Look, I, I, I think I, he had a shot. He was top ten for a bit. And he I know, qualified twenty seven. But are you kidding me? How many? I'm not quarter, kidding you. How, I'm telling you a fact. How many NASCAR races has Kimmy run before? I don't two. think Kimmy didn't qualify twenty seventh. I don't think did he, he? Did. did he? She he was, didn't even know he's run two he races. Twentieth in practice. But where do you run? Where do you run a truck com, race at? Compared to how don't many? Ask me you don't know the answer compared to. to how many people? Be like my kids. If you don't know the answer, don't ask shut me. Shut up. Compared to how many people? Run full time every race. F one champion. He Kimmy did pretty Raganan. well. 
I hate you. Raggedy Ann. <laughs> I thought Kimmy did a great job. I thought he Me did a great job. Me and Freddie talked about Kimmy during the race, and, and it was like, how much fun do you think this guy's having right now? He's running around a bunch of cars, which isn't typical, obviously, in F1. <laughs> their door-to-door, their restarts are crazy, and he's up in the middle of it. He's freaking rubbing elbows. He's with not the big backing dogs. down. And I think, I think two things are going through his brain right there. Holy shit, I'm having fun. And you know what? These guys are really good. Yeah. I oh, didn't yeah. expect to get my butt kicked by all these other guys. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you, if you took him and put him in an NASCAR race like he did yesterday – he outperformed anything that any of uh, Kyle Larson, pick a guy, Kyle Busch, whoever you want to stick in a Formula One car, would not be anywhere near as competitive, I don't think, as he was yesterday in our races. No way. You know, he, he made he made Jacques Villeneuve look like Timmy Hill. Oh, <laughs> he did. He, I'm not lying to you. Jacques Villeneuve is a – I don't know how you'd say his name wrong. That's right. But Jacques Villeneuve <laughs> is a hell of a road racer. How do you say Timmy that? Timmy Rackin but- made him look like <laughs> – so if Freddie says it, racking. it's right, but if I say it's wrong? <laughs> what? I don't think, I don't you, think you said that. <laughs> she don't know what she said. I'm, I'm even starting to get confused. <laughs> Look, I'll put aside. Daniel Suarez, at the beginning of the year, if you had told me he was going to be this good at road courses, I would have told you you're crazy. If, if, if I were Justin Marks in January and I had the opportunity to hire Kyle Busch for 2023 or Daniel Suarez, who would you have picked? Kyle, obviously Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. I mean, Kyle, duh. Kyle. Now, now, honestly, for what you're paying Daniel Suarez and for his international appeal, the fact that Carlos Slim is on his frequent caller list, there's a lot of reasons why Daniel Suarez makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of reasons why Trackhouse is doing good things. I mean, you did bring uh, Kimi Rackinen in, and, and look, he practiced well. He didn't qualify well, but he practiced well. He practiced top 20. That's freaking impressive. He was running really well um, in a part-time car with a part-time pit crew or definitely a, a, make, team. Definitely a makeshift pit crew, definitely guys that don't aren't together every single week, right? So um, super impressive, man, of, of all the guys that came in this week to be a part of the Cup Series from all over the world, which is awesome. To have seven different countries represented is, is killer. Um, but to see what he did – Man, please come back. Yeah. I mean, and you talk about Daniel being obviously as good as he has been this year. It's, it's, it's equipment-based. You know what I mean? Like, we talked about this last year. Did Chase Elliott all of a sudden become the best road racer in the world? No, it's because he's in the best cars in the world. You know, and, and that, Daniel's a product of that also. Kimmy was a product of that yesterday. I mean, he, he's in a really good race car. Yeah, it's a makeshift team, but it's a really good race car. You know, some of them other guys were in, you know, the 26 car or the 77. You know, they're not top echelon teams every week where, you know, you're not really expecting. But I thought Kimmy outperformed any of my expectations. I kind of thought he was going to be a 25th to 30th place guy kind of all day, just kind of out there, kind of making a little bit of a show of it and be done. But no, he was up there in the – I mean, I, he was in the top 15 when he wrecked, right? I mean, he – Yeah. I know I looked up one time he was wrecked. just outside the top 10 or got wrecked, yeah. Yeah. Um, if, but, if Ross doesn't hit Austin Dillon right there, he probably doesn't wreck. And I think he was going to have a damn good day. But I just hope he comes back. I mean, I hope Jacques Villeneuve never comes back. I saw a lot of guys. I hope Kimmy comes back. I saw a lot of guys also. I forget where I saw us on Twitter somewhere, maybe Gluck or somebody. But, like, guys were – it was drawing interest to other names, guys. Um, Jensen Button, I think, brought up the fact he wanted to come drive the 91. The Bhutan? Uh, yeah, the Bhutan. Uh, Marcus Erickson, <laughs> the Indy 500 winner. You know, I think he was another one that was interested in doing it. So now this is going to just – as well as Kimmy – like, cause you, nobody really wants to be the first guy. You know, like, well, what the hell is this deal going to look like? Well, Kimmy goes out there and performs as well as he did. Now you're going to draw interest of other guys that want to do this. Well, when I saw Montoya come, you know, go from IndyCar to F1, 
He had, I believe, eight F1 wins. When he came to NASCAR, I was like, man, we only run two road courses a year, but he's going to be a stud at these two road courses. I truly believe right now in all of NASCAR, A.J. Allmendinger is hands down the best road racer that we have in our sport today. He takes cars that I think are fast, but he runs better than they're supposed to run. He finishes better than they're supposed to finish. Back-to-back runner-up finishes this weekend at Watkins Glen. Obviously, three Xfinity Series wins this year alone in road courses like I don't know that there's a better road racer in NASCAR right yeah, now. I mean, the, the the three guys that come to mind for me that are just pure road racers that kind of outperform their equipment are AJ, obviously, Michael, Michael McDowell, and Chris Buescher. 100%. Chris, all three. You know, Chris Buescher and Michael McDowell always find themselves in the top 10 of a, of a, a road race. AJ's always up there. It's seemingly, you don't really hear from AJ all day, and all of a sudden you're like, holy he might win this race. He got wrecked on lap two by Austin Cindric. <laughs> yeah. And he's still right back in the top 10 to finish the stage and there all day. Like, he's a special road course guy. He gets all of his equipment. And same for McDowell. I mean, I saw McDowell leading the race yesterday and Chase Elliott's running him down. I'm like, this is this is driver. This yeah, is this they, is not equipment. If that race would have stayed wet, you know, if they, it would have just been like a light rain all day and, and the track stayed wet, I, it, Michael would have been hard to beat. Yeah. Those three guys that you just mentioned would have been been hard to beat. I'm but, not um one thing I think that you're not I think that track played in uh, a guy like Kimmy's hands that wet to dry, he has obviously a very good feel for that. Yep. Um, but the high grip, he's used to high grip. That was a high grip, low fall off track. I'm not so sure he goes to Sonoma and is able to perform the same with a with a tire where you have to be finesse. I don't think he's. I'm not. Maybe he has, but I'm not sure he's ever had to take care of the rear tires. Yeah. Well, and, and know, Sonoma's so. way more technical, way slower. Major elevation yes. changes. We only really have one elevation. Low you know, grip. Yeah, yeah. Slide around and, and, a lot. And the challenge of a cup car um, is different getting into turn one of what oh. it used to be. How many guys would we see Will Hop on a weekend going into turn one at Watkins Glen? Dude. Twenty. Uh, I, I always remember like just being like watching a different part of the racetrack and just hearing, and you, you, you look yeah. down and there's somebody spinning down a turn Where one. Where did you notice car, the cup cars breaking for turn one? I thought they were like right at the um, like four, 400. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Kimmy goes by and practice like third lap. And I'm like, oh, 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 200. I'm like, he didn't make the corner. But, like, (laughs) he was really good at going almost to the three and getting it slowed down and making the bottom of the corner. Like, you could tell he was very good at um, knowing what. We saw nobody wheel hop. Uh, If they did, they got Maybe one guy. I mean, I think the 21 wheel hopped, like, the first three laps of the race into one. But um, <laughs> he had a hard time in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, there wasn't much. There wasn't. It the, was wet. The he traditional. Didn't know what he was doing. There wasn't the traditional wheel hop where you could, you know, yeah. really see it cost people. Yeah. All right. Well, since I'm not allowed to talk, let's head into. You can talk. You just can't hear... ask me dumb. You <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't let me ex- literally let me explain anything. How about Ryan Blaney? He signed back up. Hold on a minute. We ain't talk about yeah. Ryan Blaney. He signed back up. Uh, long term, I hear. A lot of guys that people were excited about coming up at the end of this coming year, the 2023 season, they're not available anymore. But did I you mean, really think Ryan was going to leave? Still, I mean, he never even talked to anybody. Tyler Reddick's already signed up. Ryan Blaney's already signed up. Christopher Bell, what's he going to do? Harvick, what's he going to do? Like, there's not many guys... Big name guys left that some of these sponsors and teams were really excited about coming up. I think Christopher picked up his, I think they picked up his option. I think. For 23. For an article, in an article, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. 
Selling your home can be a hassle, but it won't be if you listen to us. That's because we want you to use OfferPad when you decide it's time to sell your home and make a move. OfferPad makes the home selling process easy. You can guess our today and see how easy it is. Log on to OfferPad.com, fill out the form about your home, and submit it to OfferPad. The form will take you less than five minutes to complete and allows OfferPad's real estate experts to craft your competitive cash offer. You'll receive that cash offer in your inbox within 24 hours, and I'm sure you'll want to take it and get your move on. You know, if I got a great offer on my home, I think my family and I would move to the beach. That's a great idea, TJ. Summer never ends if you live at the beach, and OfferPad can help make that happen. We're headed back to race in Daytona Beach this weekend, and OfferPad has markets nearby in Jacksonville. If you want to live closer to Daytona and near a beach, TJ, here's a great option. I'm going to sell my home with OfferPad right now. When asked what you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Uh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for spot on, spot off. First topic, Kyle Larson's winning move on teammate Chase Elliott into turn one on the final restart. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, spot on. <clears throat> he won the race, right? I mean, my, the thing I thought about yesterday was, that, like, do you think the whole time that Chase is about Kyle to Mr. H and Jeff after the race is over, that video we saw, do you think they're just thinking, how are we going to get to victory lane from here? Like, <laughs> You know, how do we segue this <laughs> chat to actually? Hey, go, uh, yeah. Actually, we gotta be somewhere. Um, listen, I, I you know I think that for some reason, and I don't know what it is. I think, I mean, there's times where we kind of call them out, but people listening to the show think we hate Chase Elliott for some reason, and that's just not, that's not true. That's not true yeah. at all. Um, but I'm gonna tell you right now, this wreck is Chase Elliott's fault. Yep, you chose the outside lane. Yep. You let that guy have control of your race car into turn one. It's as simple as that. We've seen three races this weekend, three late race restarts, and the leader that took the outside lane in all three races lost the race. And that's because you put yourself at the mercy of other people. And listen, I know it's the preferred lane. I know it gets a better run off of turn one. But when you got guys desperate on the bottom to win the race like Kyle Larson was yesterday, not only is Kyle Larson trying to beat Kyle, uh, Chase Elliott into turn one, he's also defending against A.J. Allmendinger behind him, who he knows is can be super aggressive into one. So, I mean, you you put yourself in a position where the guy on the bottom can dictate where your car goes, and that's what you get sometimes. Right. I tell you what, he, here was my dilemma when I got on the airplane last night. I was like, man, there's always one lead dog at every team. And, and regardless of what you people think, yeah, they get access to the same stuff. Yeah, they have access to a lot of the same people. But every race team in the garage has a guy that's the number one guy. And who's, who's Penske's number one guy? Right now, Blaney. Blaney. Or, or, I mean, you could go either way. but I, I say Blaney. Logano. I say Logano, not Blaney. Who's Roush's number one guy? Keselowski. Who's 2311's number one guy? Kurt. Kurt. Like, you look at these race teams, and they all have number one guys. I mean, whether you like it or not, Denny listens to this show. We love Denny. Kyle Busch is your number one guy. 
Every, you have Kevin Harvick at, at Stuart Haas. He was. He's your number one guy. Like, do you, <laughs> everything that these race teams do, that number one guy is leading the conversation, and he is, believe it or not, he's in charge of a lot of things that happen. I don't know that Penske has that number one guy right now. It's Hendrick, obvious who Hendrick. the number four guy is. Hendrick has a number That's one. what I mean, Hendrick. I don't think Hendrick has, like, we know how talented Larson is, but, I mean, when you look at their, their number one and two guys are, are starting on the front row, and Chase Elliott made a huge mistake. And he finished fifth because of his mistake. The mistake only cost him second. He still had a chance to come back and recover and win the race. I'm spot off for the fact that after he got doored, he choked because he screwed himself going up the hill in the S's. Then he got freight train and he went from first to second. Then he went from second to fifth. And now you have no chance to win. So I am spot off for the fact that, that he, to your point, Freddie, he picked the wrong lane. And then he scroyly, he mentally screwed up after he got moved. TJ, um, spot on for the move. I think you got a guy's got to do what he's got to do to win the race, and it's not like he wrecked him. I mean, he just carried him off into the no man's land. Where I mean, I'm doing the same exact thing. I don't care if everybody. It's you, if, you, if you're you, a race car driver, you're doing the same you, thing. You, Brad, I'm care. Yeah, well, we're crashing in here, wrecking. But but when you look back at that video, TJ. Even before they went to breaking, Kyle Larson was already ahead of him by a little bit. So you not only gave him the preferred line into one, he beat you to turn one. And then he obviously yeah. outbreaked you, and then he slid up a little bit after hitting the curb. But, but to your point, like Kyle Larson was going for it. The only way Larson beats him is by using him up a little bit there because it's not a true... 90 degree corner there and you know you can hold people off on the left you just keep them pinned down in the middle a little bit but you know two things he if you're going to start out there you have to have position on the guy and even if you do have position on that guy that guy is going to be in your door pushing you out but he let kyle get his nose and head and kyle once kyle saw that kyle was able to complete the the i'm just going to take what i need right here and clear you and go on and you know if you get back to me in the s's or bus stop or whatever then you do but um. Yeah, I thought it was a great move. You know, you just we just saw this restart. What was it? Two or three mm. laps before you. You yeah. just gave. You basically gave Kyle a practice run at it. Okay, what I did this last time didn't work. I got to do something different now to beat him in there and just get myself in position where I can be the one moving him up. Um, you know, one that one thing spot on, one hundred percent for Kyle getting out of the car and just basically owning it. He said, "Hey, I, I did what I had to do to win the race. You know, I'm yeah. sorry, but that's what I had to do to win the race. And whatever comes back at me from that is is what it is. But I, that's I had to take the opportunity to win the race for my guys. And then a hundred percent spot off for the reason why the caution came out." The oh. 27 car spins yeah. out running 63rd all by himself and ends up in the gravel trap. Like, what? Yeah. how does that happen? Like, well, um, the only, yeah, there's that one thing. Um, the only being devil's advocate here for chase, the only thing you can hope for that is there's two things. You, one, your teammate's just going to let you, he's my teammate. He's not going to do that. This to ain't me. F1. Two, if they do get three wide and that guy inside of you has to go down to protect, he's, he's, you've got, if he moves far to the right to block, you've got to beat. You can't enter the corner that low and make the exit, you know, all the way against the inside. You can't, you can't enter the corner right there. So, um, you know, that's, but me, I am, if I'm controlling the race, I'm rolling up to that restart line. I'm taking off when I get to it, getting down to turn one, and I'm opening there's, the wheel up for exit and winning race. There's 30 plus drivers in this race. How many guys got to pick where they started on that restart? 
One. Well, usually from like one guy got thirty fourth on back. He kind of you want. <laughs> guy got to pick where he started. Chase Elliott. One guy got to go first. Chase Elliott. He got beat. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Three races this weekend. All three guys took the top. All three guys lost. So, Brett, back to your comment. So of we're really, calling it pudding. Pudding. <laughs> really, not having that number one guy at Hendrick. If you were Mr. H and Jeff right now, how would you handle the situation? Look, man, Jeff Gordon knows better than anybody what it's like to be the number one guy and then have somebody come in and take over. I mean, he helped hire his 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 replacement. Jimmy Johnson walked in. I'll never forget, man, you watch Jimmy Johnson in this number 92 Excedrin car for Herzog Motorsports. He wasn't worth the like, this guy was not contending for wins. He and Jeff get to be buddies. They're going to New York all the time, hanging out. Next thing you know, it's, hey, Hendrick's forming a new team. They're getting lows from RCR. Jeff Gordon's going to be part owner. It's going to be the number 48. We're getting Chad Knauss, who had, I think, gone over to uh, – what was that team Colin Presley's dad drove for? Jasper. Jasper, I yeah. think he was over there for a while. Anyway, um, here, here he comes, you know, from, from that deal, like – I mean, it was like, Jimmy Johnson is getting to go to Hendrick Motorsports? What's he really done to say, hey, I'm the I'm the guy? Well, when he got there, it was like, holy Proof. cow. Proof's in the pudding. He's the guy, and he was the immediate number one. So when you sat down around the table like we're sitting at, the first guy you look at when you ask a question is Jimmy Johnson. No, no offense to William Byron. No offense to Alex Bowman. But when they sit down at team meetings and they're on competition calls, who do you think engineering is believing more? Kyle Larson or Alex Bowman right now? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the proof's in, in the, the pudding. pudding. <laughs> I, I, I think the thing is, Casey, like Mr. Hendrick is very fortunate to know he's got two. And look at Gibbs, right? Joe Gibbs Racing. Kyle has two championships. Denny has a championship. Martin obviously has a championship. Denny does not have a championship. Sorry, Denny does not have a championship. Pam, <laughs> really? Wait, though, really. Come on, just make me together, will you? But, but when you sit around that table before Kyle Busch obviously was, was, was where he's at now, like you knew who your number one guy was at Joe Gibbs Racing. And, and, and it's just the way it is. I think Hendrick's in a unique spot here where they've got two number ones and how they fight it out. I mean, look, Chase, Chase Elliott was so f***ed up in the head over what happened. He got out and he said he's going to the next race at Bristol. So not only did he choose the wrong lane, screw up the restart, choke going from second to fifth, he got out of the car, didn't even know where the race is next week. Well, I spot on to how he handled the interview because I think a lot of drivers would have just aired everything out. It was all lies. It yeah. was a fake PR play and it was all lies. Yes, but Give coming from somebody who has PR experience, my driver... Oh, I don't have any. I know. Your, I would not want my driver to bash my teammate. All in, lies. Yeah. He lied to everybody he on TV. He handled it professionally. He lied. I think we all know that. But and he, he said we're going to Bristol another lie. I don't know if lying's professional. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper.
Moving on, spot on, spot off, NASCAR's decision to not start the race in the rain because of pedaling track conditions. TJ. Uh, oh, boy. I, oh, boy. I am. Wait, easy. We were not ready to start that race then. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> in my opinion, we shouldn't even have got in the cars at that Thank point. Thank you. Um, Whoa. Did he? He just had an opinion that actually is fact. <laughs> well, I mean, it, the, the, it was raining when I was putting my radios on. It was raining hard. Yes, it was. And the, you know, there's there's the, the river running down the S's. The, the front stretch was a river, and um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't look. I, I'm all for starting a race with the track being wet, but we can't we can't race with. Um, what do you think the visibility would have been had we gone green down that back stretch? For the guy running fifth, not to mention the guy running thirty fifth, back there where the Tilly guy was, Killy or whatever. Yeah, so is. it would have been very bad, and that very not, bad. It would have been non-existent. The track's very narrow. I mean, that, that track's pretty narrow on that back stretch. I don't think it's very wide. No. So, and you're going into the bus stop. <laughs> yeah, it's not that fast. Lot of runoff room. <laughs> um, I don't. I just, I just think when you know, I'm all for racing in the rain. Either if you're, if we were already racing and that rain started and we were keeping the track somewhat blown off from the cars like we were at Coda that one time, we're already rolling. Everything's going. But if you stop the race at all and the water has a chance to sit, we can't race like that. What you, changed from the time we loaded the drivers in the cars to get ready to go to the green? Yep. And to the time that we decided we're not going green, come down pit road. What changed? Uh, my The shirt under my rain jacket got moist. What changed? More Nothing. moist. Nothing changed. It's Here's same. my problem. We are a national sport, international sport, especially this week. Uh, and, and so I go back to the dirt race. It's like we don't know at times. We look like at times we don't know what we're doing. At the dirt race was a prime example. We went out there and, and we were freaking clogging up the grills and we went to single file restarts because people couldn't see for the dust. Like, we don't know what we don't know, but there are people that do know. If you had hired Tony Stewart to be a consultant at the dirt track, Casey, do you think he would have helped us not make so many mistakes from an operation standpoint? Do you think if Ron Fellows or Boris said was in the pace car yesterday with Kip or was in the, the, the booth yesterday with the NASCAR executives that he would have helped him realize, hey, this is a bad idea. Don't do this. Were your guys thumbs up or thumbs down? My guy said it ain't going to get any better. So <laughs> he said it's only it's only getting worse. So you might as well throw the yellow flag. These, I throw you, the green the, flag. It, it isn't about the drivers, TJ. Believe oh, I'm it or not. I'm just saying. I was screaming what you what I, they thought. I, about the I didn't ask my guy because I mean, what what are we doing out there? I, I mean, I'm I'm seeing the river run across the front stretch that you're referencing. I'm seeing the standing water in the bus stop. I'm hearing drivers you know, based on spotter feedback around me talking about their hydroplaning in the S's and it's not even green yet. Like. I don't understand why we loaded the drivers and attempted to go. I'm all for racing in light rain. I'm all for racing when the track is wet. I am not for attempting to go green in that scenario just to appease TV. And, and that's what the hell I think NASCAR had to bow down to is TV's probably standing at the door knocking on. We got to go, man. We got to go. We've already missed our window. We're an hour late. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And they load them up and we do the show and we go, ah, Never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for the, the idea of putting on a show of racing in the rain. But it ended up being good when we you started. You cannot race in a steady to heavy rain because like TJ said, the second we have a caution flag, 
that same scenario, if if we're if it's if it's sunny out when we start racing yesterday and it starts to rain, you know, we're gonna be fine for a while. But as yeah. soon as we have a stage Most break of the tracks cover or a, a caution, you know, that the the standing water is gonna build up. And like yesterday, they're like, okay, we're just trying to move some of the standing water. Well, I don't know if you realize, but there's gallons of it falling from the sky while you're trying to move it. So it's not going to go anywhere right now. Um, you know, so it just, I think we just need to scrap the idea. We just look like we had no clue what we're doing yesterday. Okay, load everybody up. Let's go out there and run. All right, we're coming to green. Oh, never mind. No, we're not coming to green. You know what? All right, let's make two more parade laps. Let's make, all right, you know what? Let's just bring them down pit road and get them out. Like, what? we just looked like we had no clue what we were doing yesterday. We just need to scrap the idea of racing in a heavy rain like you know, or a steady rain even you know we saw coda was a disaster last year you know i mean how many big wrecks how many guys almost got hurt because we're racing where guys can't see because it's a driving rain and there's standing water mm-hmm. i mean the One visibility guy lands, was another guy don't. yeah their visibility was a bigger issue than any of the water yet last year um this year obviously the standing water they knew they couldn't really race like that my guy i had scott tapley on the s's he's like He's like, literally, there's a river running down the curb in the S's right now. We've seen guys on the racetrack. Like, I don't even know what that guy was doing. Like, he'd like, like trying to unclog drains or something. We've seen him out oh, there yeah, with a big he was pole. Digging, yeah. I don't know what the hell yeah. he was doing. But it's just like, let's just scrap the idea of starting a race in the rain. And if it's, start, you know, if it's a heavy rain, we just can't do it. Like, a we're light just rain, not we doing, could. Yeah. Well, a light rain, if the track's wet, we can do it. We saw how the racing was good when we started you, yesterday. You, you named who you thought were three very very good road racers earlier in the show why didn't you put them in the pace car and why didn't you go right around the racetrack and say hey what do you guys think yeah i mean you've got aj almendinger sitting there aj before you get in this car good jump in here let's make a lap and what does this look like to you and it's only and if you see a little bit of puddling at that point you know it's raining its ass off like it's gonna get worse in the next five minutes or you know the the time by the time you get back around it's only getting worse so we talk about all the time like just give me transparency come on get on tv get on mrn and say hey we thought we could go we can't go as soon as we can go we will go like we still get no communication bring drivers pit road tell them sit in their cars okay again like you said we look unprepared and you just can't race the the, we can't do that the biggest the biggest issue is the water on the track that's the unsafest part. Well, I think well, the it's not going away while it's still raining. Yeah. The, the visibility would have been the biggest issue. But if that, we went that comes from the water laying on the track, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if there's standing water or a river running down the track, it's going to cross the track at some point. We probably... Shouldn't. It's just a bad idea. I yeah. Mean, I, I do. I thought this, when we started the race was awesome. Yeah. That, I think if you have a wet race, like like when it, the second it, you could just say, "Hey, as soon as it stops raining, we're going to move some of this water and we're going yep. green." That's all you had to say yesterday. Yeah, and we put on a good show. And even if it started raining lightly at some point in that little run, we're good. You know, even the single file deal was yeah. all, was. I, I got perfect. frustrated. I got frustrated. No I took my headset off because I, I was feel, I, I, I was pissed off. Believe. Yeah, me too. And and then I got more frustrated when nobody said anything publicly. Like, hey, here's our strategy. Let's just all sit around here and wait. Like I, that drives me bananas. Talk about frustrated. Tomorrow, well, are you going to test tomorrow? Tomorrow we're going to Martinsville to test for two days. Me, a bunch of guys. I think it's pretty much every organization is bringing a car. That's cool. Uh, the rumor is the last two hours of the test in Martinsville on Wednesday because we're test tomorrow and Wednesday. It's going to be, uh, they're going to wet the track down and run wet water or wet tire testing at Martinsville. Let me ask you two things on that. It's weird. We're going to have an electrical issue or something. Let me I ask think you. everybody's going to have an electrical issue. Let me ask you two things on that. Number one, is it fair to say this is a science project? A hundred percent. Experiment. Okay. Whose science project is it? NASCAR's. Okay. Who's paying for the science project? If you wreck a car. Not NASCAR. <laughs> 
who's paying the tire bill to go out there and run these tires? That I don't know. That might be NASCAR. All right. So first thing is, it's a science project the teams are ultimately funding. The second thing is, did you see how fast that track dried yesterday when it was soaking wet? Yeah. Did you see how fast people put slicks on? So if you have yeah. 20 cars at Martinsville and the racetrack is damp, how long is it going to take for them to need to put slicks on? Five laps. Dude, uh, Five <laughs> laps, which is crazy. How fast can you dry a wet Martinsville racetrack? If, if the weather's okay. Not, not like uh, super cloudy, but okay. How fast? 45 minutes. Okay. This seems like a waste of time and money to me. Like, and listen, the rumor is, and uh, this is just a rumor. I haven't talked to my guys about it yet, but there is a lot of teams that said, no, we're not doing that. There's because a driver I know that said I'm There's not one doing driver that. that said you can go to hell. Like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> oh, doing that. I wonder that. which one that is. <laughs> not my guy. He's, no, he's, he, he drives a Ford. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Okay. Uh, but, you know, he, like, not only are the cars super expensive, right? He's won two uh, races this year back to back. I already knew who you're talking about. Um, not only are the cars expensive, right? I mean, we've already determined these cars, the cost of these cars is pretty ridiculous. But on top of the cost of the car, now you're bolting probably, what, $100,000 worth of data acquisition on there as well? Or, you know, I don't know exactly what it costs, but uh, I assure you it's a lot of money worth of data. There's a lot of sensors on that A lot thing. of sensors on yeah. that thing. And you're going to go out there and run it around in the rain? I don't think anybody's going to willingly sign I, up I, for that. I just want to know how fast it's truly going to dry if you put oh, 10 cars I'll tell you there. tomorrow. Or I'll tell you Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> I, I personally think it, and look, this sounds crazy. Don't do it at Martinsville, but do it at Charlotte. But we see on the Roval, we see at Daytona when we watch these guys road, road, road race, they can go on the banking with it wet. But to your point, it, the banking is dry. Like well, that, even that monsoon of a Roval race we had a couple years ago, like the banking was drying out 10 times as fast, fast as, as the, fast. the infield was, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. I'll tell you what I was really surprised with when Chris put those dry tires on i thought you it was christopher early. christopher when christopher put those <laughs> tires on i thought it was too early so run the all-star race at martinsville with the sprinklers on the whole time <laughs> full field everybody makes it million dollar payday i'm I got, in i mean i got a crazy idea i don't know oh, like, some of them, this really is, this is like how about we just don't race in the rain like what i mean lenny, lenny uh lenny was my spotter yesterday and he literally uh, said just oh, because you can race in the in the rain don't mean you should who is your other guy scott is that the late model guy uh tapley yeah he's like a race director yeah he's yeah oh, that's the yeah. guy that i met yeah oh yeah yeah at thunder, oh, yeah, road. Yeah, thunder road yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. nice yeah all right, moving on back to Watkins Glen. Ross Chastain triggers a wreck with Austin Dillon in the bus stop that sent his teammate <sighs> Kimi Raikkonen into the wall and ended his day. So, Brad, that's how you say his name. This is the oh. easiest part of the show okay. sheet for Jason. He doesn't have to change Ross's name. He just puts the it's new just name just behind it. Yeah. <laughs> now Ross, for the Ross Chastain the, segment of the week. The Ross Chastain yeah. makes con contact with. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Spot on. <laughs> This, this was this was technically the bus stop on the Ross Chastain Don't Give a <laughs> Tour. Look, this I, is the bus stop. I Brett. felt so bad last week because I didn't remember what I said during the show, and I went back and listened, Shocker. and I said, Ross Chastain has got to stop wrecking people. Son of a <laughs> He didn't listen. <laughs> the very next week. I got news he, for you. He's not going to listen. He causes a wreck with the three car, and it ends up putting his own teammate. And guess where they get their motors from? ECR. Like, he kind of wrecked the Team Alliance guy. 
Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, and he's made another person mad. Like if 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 I don't know how in the world he makes it out of the first round of the playoffs, and he's arguably got as much speed as anybody. Not only another person, somebody that he's already made mad. Yeah, you know, Austin Dillon already made comments about him after that wreck at Atlanta. That he, you know, with Truex got wrecked, you know, he was like, oh, "I'm just another victim of Ross Chastain," and now here you are all over again doing it again to a guy that's not even in the playoffs. I mean, he could win this week and get in, but. This guy's not even in the playoffs right now. What yep. He has no reason not to mess. I mean, there's other guys in the playoffs that probably won't mess with him. You know, Danny is not going to screw around with him if it's going to hurt himself. But these guys have nothing to lose moving forward. I, I just don't know why we keep, me included, why do we keep talking about it when nobody's going to do anything about it? It's like we got the the kid at school that everybody's scared of. Then who does I, and, something about it? And <clears throat> and he he got this is not the only time in the race. He I've seen him blow through there later in the race and I think oh, he's he gotten was, to fourteen or somebody. Yeah. Like he used Brad up on the coming to the white or coming to the white flag, I think. Um that was or the a, checker that flag. had to be a battle for what, twentieth or so? A little higher. Was um, it, I mean, I'm serious. What were yeah, you racing like, for? I think we were right around there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ross is talented, he's fast, he's good for the sport. But I don't know how in the world he makes that first round. Of he just Brad up off if, of six. Obviously, Brad we're, off of seven. obviously, we're not allowed to bet. But if you were in Vegas right now betting on people make the final four, could you ever put a dollar on Ross Chastain to be in the final four? No. I mean, there's just no way. There's just too many people that owe this guy something. But nobody's done anything. I know. I, I'm probably actually going to take the bet because I don't see anybody doing anything. <sighs> I, I, I mean, don't. maybe they're waiting on that. But I don't, don't know. give a tour rose on. Just continue on. It's got its own bus stop now. Choo choo. Yeah. Keep on rolling. <laughs> you have any horn sounds, Jason? Can you play some? Choo choo. No, that, I meant like. That's not a horn sound. I mean, that's a smokestack yeah, sound. Like <laughs> digitally, like on like, your phone. When, remember when you used to that's do the a rooster, stuff and all that? <laughs> Good times. That's a dying rooster. Is that, that a Is that a Gamecock? That's the way we play. You don't like soundboards? I'd be using that stuff all the time. I'll let you I... control it. Oh, my God. Oh, no, put it won't. over here. I'll use it all no, the time. Yes. Do not give teams yes. a bad Absolutely put it over. Full metal jacket soundboard. <laughs> He's a gadget geek anyway. Do not give him you more gadgets. Right. Please. I'm going to bring my stream you back. You and Will Harderburn, the gadget, two gadget geekiest people I know. <laughs> gadget geekiest. Hey, speaking okay. of, did you see, what's his name, bring a scooter to the roof? <laughs> Who? The Who only guy on the roof shorter than me that does part-time stuff. Will Rogers. <laughs> oh, really? On the roof yet? He had a scooter up there. Wow. The only guy shorter than me. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All right. Moving on to the Xfinity Series race. Spot on, spot off. Ty Gibbs and William Byron's side-by-side. Oh, shoot. Just kidding. Bal- Can I start that over? Sure. Yeah, you might. You're going to have to. You've been okay. perfect the whole show. Why f*** it up yep. now? Let's, let's give you a do-over. Oh, oh we got the finger. <laughs> cameras. Got the finger. We got cameras for yep. that. Now we're not going to edit it out. It's going to make this section even better. Just smile, sweetheart. Dun, it's okay. Dun, 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 give it to dun. us, Casey. Give yeah. it us your all right here. A-game. Spot on, spot off. Ty Gibbs and William Byron's side-by-side battle for the lead into the bus stop with five laps remaining in the Xfinity Series race results in both spinning and losing. <sighs> Crowd goes wild. Great yeah. job. Good, good. Hey, yeah. Honestly, I'm on three hours of sleep. Leave me alone. I was on two hours last Look, week. Here's, here's the only bad thing about this. I think I think that, that two guys are going for the win. I think that Ty, is. it's very obvious that he's not going to give up the position, even though Larson had at one point knocked Byron almost 100% ahead of, of Ty to the point that he got clear. But when Ty went in there so deep and so crowded, he got his left rear off the racetrack and he wrecked both of them. So for me, I am personally spot off because he wrecked both cars. We had this epic finish building up, and he took that away from me as a viewer. Um, I, I wanted to see those guys race it out and the way he did it. And I think he did it wrong. I I, I do think he screwed up on a lot of ways, but I ain't going to go into that. I'm just going to say for me, I wanted to see those guys race to the finish. And because of what Ty Gibbs did, we didn't get to see that. So I'm spot off on the move. First off, he picked the wrong lane. Yep. So, you know, took the bottom or something, took the top and, and had to race his way that way to that position. Let the Hendrick cars kind of gang up on him. And, 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 you know, William doesn't get that big run down that back straightaway without Kyle pushing him. Um, and then Ty finds himself in a position where he's got three choices. And listen, this move is not a lot different than the move that Kyle Larson made at the end of the race in the cup race, except Kyle executed it better than William did. I mean, than Ty did. Um, if Ty can get in there another half a car deeper and have control and be wheel to wheel with William into the bus stop, all Ty does is push William to the right and he continues on and wins the race. But he did not get in there deep enough or the twenty the 17 was a little bit better positioned into the bus stop to where he couldn't get in deep enough to get wheel to wheel. But at that point, Ty's really looking at three options. He's looking at, I'm going to sail this off in there and see what happens for the win. I'm going to stay where I'm at and potentially probably have the same outcome or wreck with the 88 because it, it's not you just it's really not feasible to go through there too wide or completely lift and run third and and pretty much throw away any shot you have. He doesn't have that last personality. And, and that last option is just not on the table for him. We've seen that in the past. And, you know, especially at a race like that where there's really not a lot to lose. You know, obviously, he's still somewhat in a battle with AJ for the regular season championship. But, you know, that that's not on his mind at that point. Um, you know, Obviously, I think he – I don't know that he regrets it. I think that he just wishes it went better, obviously. You know, I don't know what you want the guy to do. Like, it's – I mean, I'm spot off because you put yourself in that situation to start with, and then you tried to make up for it. You tried to drive into the corner super deep already. You were beaten to the bus stop. He was you, beat. He was beat. He was beat. He drove it in there super deep. Basically – 
saying, I'm either going to wreck <clears throat> both of us he or did. you're going to wreck. He did. He wrecked them both. It, it, like it, well, you got to know, the part that I don't understand about it is, is Larson and him have a great race at Road America. And with none of this, hey, you're, you know, we're racing hard. You get me, you get me. There was none of that. It was like, you, you got me, but nah, I'm not going to let you. Like, but it, I know it wasn't with Larson. It was with um, William. But like, they, you weren't done right there. Like, if he beats you into the bus stop, you're not done. The race isn't over right there, and he's good enough still to get back there and race him. There's nothing wrong with going to the in the six or in the, in the one the next lap, giving him a little nudge and still racing side by side. Like, you just threw the way, like you said, you threw away the, the great finish and possibly a win still because you got beat up through the S's and turn, started it on the restart. But I just think you should, uh, at some point, he needs to think, Okay, he's got me right here. I'm gonna get him. You know, I still it's not over. Like that wasn't- uh, the problem is, I think that we and we saw it all day in that in those two cars, whichever one of them got out in front of the other one, they controlled the race. The other one really couldn't contend. And I think when you have a car, the 54, we looked at each other. I think it was like lap three or four, and I was like, the 54 is hauling ass. Like oh, yeah. he is the best. I thought it was the best car. Um, and when you have the best car, and you're like, you're right, he's beat at that point. You know, he's beat. But you know this as a race car driver. You know you know this in anything you do. It's hard to accept defeat. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 not easy, especially when you've been as good as you are all day. You can't just go, well, they got me. You know, and and when you feel, especially when you feel like I'm telling you, in his mind, and I would think this is what he was thinking. Like if he can get in there deep enough to where they're wheel to wheel, he's back in control because now he's going back to the left, and he's probably got the straighter shot. He's too shot far back at, to do it. Yeah, but he still. I mean, he didn't get. Far, he only missed by about a, a quarter car, half a car, because he and hit him in yeah, the door. That's pretty big. But but he's that's still enough. thinking. Like he's still. Your mindset is still that I can get in there deep enough and do this. You know, or your options. Your two options are: I'm going to go for it, or I'm just going to lift and let these guys both beat me into the bus stop, and then I'm going to hope I, I can drive back by two even, of them. I don't think the other one goes for. It. I think he oh, slots he's in. He's going for it. He's not going to get him though. Oh, I think he is because he's got the preferred line on the entry. It's the same thing. I no, think. I'm, I think I'm, that they're going to wreck. I think that the 88 and the 54 are going to wreck if if Ty stays in there. But if they go in there, if Ty lifts a little bit and they go in there side by side, him and Larson at that point, like you said, he's got position on him. He carries him where he wants. He chases that. He goes after Byron. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I just think he, it, like I said, it's 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 hard and it's hard for people to understand. It's hard to accept defeat. Yeah. And he was beat at that point. He was beat yeah, at that he point. Was, and he, he, decided, he decided that he was going to go for it. And I'm not saying it was a good move by I any means. I think he's good enough to was, make a race out of it I still. think it was a bad move. I think Ty understands it's a bad move. I think Ty, you know, he somewhat regrets the making the move. But, you know, he's still at the same point. We've seen this from him before. He's going to go for it. And then poor, William poor retaliates. Guy. I feel bad for him. Poor Ty. I mean, yeah. you got the last name. You got, you're getting your Cup Series starts right now. You're kicking ass in Xfinity. He's driving the fastest car in a race on Saturday. I mean, I'm not saying that car's illegal, but it damn sure had more grip than everybody else had. Uh, I mean, this guy's on top of the world right now. He's mm-hmm. taking Kyle Busch's job from him. He's on top of the world. Poor Ty. Poor guy. Is that is that what's happening? That's what the uh, hell it looks like is happening. I mean. Did you see Kyle Busch's remarks this week? <laughs> it's, it's awesome to me. I hate that. I mean, I don't know. I hate to use the word awesome. But he went from this complete butthole in the media to like this really nice guy the last two weeks. <laughs> Have y'all noticed that? <laughs> like he's answering questions. Ask Joe Gibbs. I don't know. Talk to Joe Gibbs. He went from that to opening up and actually telling his story. That, I appreciate that. 
if you want to win me over, tell me your story. Tell me what's going on. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm just saying. I don't know. Is there? Bruce in the pudding. Bruce. I mean, what's changed? Y'all see how much different he is. We got a topic about that coming up. Yeah. I thought Jason didn't have one. You don't read the You don't read the messages that you get sent. Where's that? It's an Spot off. A 16th driver will win Saturday night's Daytona race and knock the last driver in on points out of the playoffs. Sounds good to me. Me too. I was going to say, if anybody at this table is spot off, I'm punching them in the face. (laughs) We all three need a win. We're all three out of the playoffs. Who's going to be? I hope Justin Haley. Look, if I'm Justin Haley, and he and I have not talked about this, I am going into stage three of this race. My career is on the line. I'm winning at all costs. Different position than Brad Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski. What country is he from? Is he related to Rickenin? Is he related to Rickenin? Thanks for asking. I think it's next to Finland where Kimmy's from. So, <clears throat> Freddie Kraft, Fineland, Bubba Wallace, Must Wallace, Wallace, Bubba Wallace, people. I can't talk to you. You're giving Casey a lot of. <laughs> you can't I say know. any damn. I deserve it all back. <laughs> Bubba Wallace is not in a must-win situation. He just signed a multi-year extension. I, if I'm Justin Haley, I roll into this weekend with a swagger of. I got to win. Let me ask you this: You said you're Justin Haley. You're going in stage three thinking you must win. What do you do in stage one and two? That. I ain't getting in the middle of it because there are people in this race that do need stage points to maintain or better their position in the regular season hunt to get that playoff point that's going to be paid out at the end of the race. We know Chase Elliott's already got his 15 playoff points, but these other guys – They need them. They need stage points. We do not care about a stage point. If I were running this race team, and I'm not, Chris Rice is, I would literally say, I better not catch you in this pack in stage one and stage two. We have nothing to gain. Just don't lose the draft. Once stage three starts, though, you got to get in there and command your position of, I got to learn. I got to see where I'm fast. I got to put myself in some situations. I need to know how I can recover. Justin Haley's a really good plate racer. I don't think he's Brad Keselowski good. Brad already knows all these things. Brad's already thinking about what he's got to do in this race. But I think Justin's got to spend this week and figure out, how do I set myself up in stage three to be in contention to win this race? This is a do-or-die moment for me on my season. Yeah, to your point, uh, 788 to 761, that's what, 27 points? Separate the top five in points. Wow. So that, Big deal. that's our second to fifth, I should say. Big deal. Um, that's a lot of playoff points. You know, that's whatever. I think it's 10 for second and all the way down to I like six, five yeah, or six. It goes one per spot, yep. Um, so, you know, that's a big deal. Um, I Listen, I know what our strategy is. It's the same as we always have. Me and Bubba are going to try to go to the front and stay up there. Um, it's just how we raise. That's how we always do it. Um, and and if we see, if we get stuck 10th or 12th and we see guys driving like idiots, then, yeah, we're going to go to the back and wait. Uh, but like the, the the guys that it's such it's going to be such a different strategy. And let me ask you this, TJ. You obviously won a bunch of play races, Brett. You've won a bunch. Does the winner, the the likelihood of the winner coming from a guy that's been in the mix all night long, or a guy that's rode in the back all night long? Guy's been in the mix all night. But but look at Denny Hamlin, man. He usually forfeits stage one. He's usually not the guy up there in stage one duking it out. But stage two, he gets up in the middle of it. But I mean, look, man. We've seen we've seen guys like Austin Dillon. You know, come through. We saw Ross Chastain, man, come through and get a miracle win. Just right place, right time. It can happen here. 
But stage three for us as a team, like I don't agree with your strategy of going up there and duking it out. I stage one, stage two. Um, I, I like it. I like racing. I, I I do too. But if I, you're if you, I I mean I. I don't know if there's really a right answer. If I'm in, if I've I'm been three wrecked wide, from the lead, I've been wrecked from thirtieth. So have I. So have I. If, if I'm three wide and in the middle, and I'm running sixteenth, coming to the end of stage one, and they wreck, and I get in it, that's my fault. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah. can obviously control where you're yeah, at. Yeah, no, like like I promise you, if we're anywhere near the pack and we're not in the top ten race stage points, like we're not in the good position side of it, and, we'll drop back a little bit. And, and look, man, no sense in that. Justin and I. We're talking about last night on the plane. We can beat Bubba Wallace in points. We're just barely behind you guys. There's a couple guys barely behind us. We want points. So it's not that we don't want stage points. They do matter. But for this race and the way it plays out, I'm all in on stage three, try to win a race. If you are, now flip the script a little bit. Ryan Blaney's got a 25-point cushion to, to Martin Truex. Oh, boy. What do you do? Because, I mean, if you get up in the mix and you wreck early, you're, you're out of the playoffs. You're in trouble. I get behind the 19 and I ride with him. And if there's a wreck, I just, if he's in it, I'm in it. <laughs> or just wreck the 19. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, honestly, I play off his cards. You, you, you do one of two things. He's one of the best plate racers in the field. You do one of two things. Won this Martin, race last year. Martin Truex Jr. is not known as a great plate racer. And this race has been won, this race, specifically has been won before from a lot of attrition. So I, I either think you go all in and you go to the wall the entire time, like digging as hard as you can, trying to lead every single lap. Or you, uh, your strategy is going to switch to whatever he's doing. You either copy him or you race as hard as you can. I think make him, make him come to you. I think if I'm in that position, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slack off stage one and just see where he ends up. If he cuts 10 points out of my lead, now I got to go. Now it's it's time to race. If he doesn't get stage points and you still got a 25-point lead, I might ride again. And I definitely see, lay you know, up stage one. And, and Martin's a guy that's got to race as hard as he can every lap. He yeah. cannot afford to go oh, out here yeah. and ride because of the scenarios that you just mentioned. It's going to be a 60% chance of rain right now on Saturday. Oh, the race so it's going to rain. Low of 75. It's going to be dark. Will we start in the um, rain? It's... it's <laughs> Yeah, why not? It's 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 going to be dark. Even though this car is different than last year's car, the tire's wider, it's still going to race differently than it raced for the Daytona 500. It's going to be more grippy. It's going to be easier to run three wide. That creates more opportunity for crashes. This is a brilliant on NASCAR's part. Scale of 1 to 10, that $400 million renovation they did, this is a 10. If I am not a race fan, I still watch this thing on Saturday night. This is a... Epic buildup for a lot of different storylines. I'm here for it. So I'm going to add a spot on, spot off topic if it's okay with you, Jason. I'll let you be the assistant producer today. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Only because I was listening. I, I was listening to this as I was doing my notes this morning because we had a little bit later start time, and I got to listen to uh, the teardown with uh, Jeff, Jeff, and uh, Jordan, Gluck, and they brought up a really good point of listen. Kurt Busch has the ability. He's, Kurt Busch is in the playoffs now. We're not going to have enough winners to knock Kurt out. Kurt Busch has the ability to forfeit his waiver and take himself out of the playoffs if he does not think he's going to be ready to compete in the playoffs. Um, the, the way the rules are structured, I had to ask Bob about this last week because I wasn't sure if, if Kurt does not forfeit his waiver, takes his waiver, accepts his spot in the playoffs, and then does not race the rest of the year, 
he's 16th in points. Like they, 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 he's still in the playoffs. We just have they don't add anybody in. We just have 15 guys competing for the championship. Kurt is essentially just a 16th place point guy if he does not make another lap for the rest of the season. Um, but he does have the ability to to waive that right to you know because obviously the rule is win a race or highest in points, but you also must attempt to start every race. He hasn't. So if he waives that right, he's not no longer eligible for the playoffs. Um, there's there. They were going back and forth about this decision has to be made before Daytona this week. Like the Kurt has to say, if he, if he's going to do this, he needs to be doing this now because you know, that that's, you know, it's not fair to do it after Daytona. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, he's not going to do it right now because no. there's no way he's going to forfeit his playoff spot and potentially add Ryan Blaney to the playoffs. Now, if we go to Daytona and Mar- you know, if, if we have a new winner and Ryan Blaney's the odd man out, He's adding Ryan Blaney to the playoffs to compete against the rest of the Toyotas. They're not going to sign up for that. But if we come out of Daytona and Ryan Blaney points his way in and Martin Truex is the guy sitting there as the first man out of the playoffs, then I think it becomes a little more interesting if he, if he gives up that right or not. Because I don't know. I, you know, I have no idea what the Kurt situation is. I know, I know it, obviously, the same team, but very fluid week to week. You know, we get you know, no notice or anything about if he's coming back or not. Uh, you hear some rumors that he may be done for the year. You know, he may be done, period. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see with this, if this, you know, if Martin Truex is sitting there out of the playoffs and the chances are Kurt's not going to be able to perform, do they put some kind of deal in place where, you know, hey, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm out. Put Martin in. And would you, because Jeff and them were, were, were kind of alluding that that's similar to adding Jeff Gordon a year uh, and whatever you the the show you guys caused it, what Richmond was. No, this is <laughs> they, 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 these things are way different. Um, I, I actually don't like this scenario that you just put in front of me. To where, if I'm Kurt Busch and I don't run Darlington, I'm immediately out of the playoffs. Well, you're not if out. I'm on a medical nope. waiver. Nope, you're not out. You're in the playoffs, you're and he can 16. come back at any point. He can come back in, in round two and three and race for fifteen points at any point. He can come back. No, but I'm saying. I'm saying if if I miss Darlington because of let, – let's say that there's a bad wreck this weekend, knock on wood, and somebody sprains their ankle. We'll make it a simple injury. They can't race, but they're a playoff driver. If they can't race at Darlington, they should not be kicked out of the championship conversation. They should be able to come back the next week in a win or you're out scenario, as would be the following week. Even if they can come back in and points their way in – they should have that opportunity. So I don't agree with the scenario you just put in front of me. Of well, they have I, that. They have that opportunity. So they can come. Yeah, so, they so can Kurt, come back at any point in the playoffs. Obviously, if, if you're out, if you get eliminated in the first round, round one, you're, you're out. done. But he but can come Kurt, at any he point. He can come back one. at any point in round one and win a race and be back in. Then Kurt Bush deserves to be the 16th oh, guy. He's in. He's in. Like he's, he's, he, he deserves to be the guy in, and he deserves to make that decision on a week to week basis. And he damn sure I wouldn't make the decision going into this week anyway. Unless here's where it gets ethical or unethical. If Kurt Busch knows for a fact he's not returning to this car over the course of the next four weeks, he should announce that now. Ethically. But there's some unethical <laughs> that goes on around here. Okay? <laughs> you think? <laughs> so, You're selfishly, if I'm Kurt Busch and if I'm 2311 Motorsports and if I'm Andy Graves at Toyota or whomever else is involved in these conversations, you're waiting to see what plays out and it becomes a strategy. TJ, what do you think? I think just go to Daytona and race, and if the right the right people make it in. And if you don't make it in, I don't know if there's anything. I don't think anything should be switched around. If you didn't make it, you didn't make it. That's the way I look at it. There's no 
switching people We're, around. I'm, I'm okay with only having 15 guys in it. Yeah, I mean, because if, the 17th yeah. guy didn't deserve to be in it, or he would have been the 16th guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go race. Whoever makes it, makes it. And if Kurt can't race, then he can't race. So then I'm we're fine with down, that. down one. We're still going to have a champion. Do I'm you, down with Do that. you think there needs to be a line, a line, a line, a line drawn before we start the race? Hell no. No, like I, they, like no. They, 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 I want to see these two guys race I'm just for saying, their like spot. A, for Kurt and on, on Kurt's side, they of it. like, do they, do they have to tell Kurt like either you have to forfeit now or you or you can't no, forfeit? That's ever. absolutely nonsense. He I deserves. I don't think you didn't make him. He deserves the extra week to rehabilitate himself. You're taking all the storylines out of it if you do. If that. that's on the table that he can rehabilitate himself and get back in the car, give him that opportunity. Don't don't take it away from him. That's asinine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, oh, I agree. And you're changing all the storylines going into that oh, big time. I, I mean, there, there is no. I mean, but I mean, it's just, it's just like they were, they were of the opinion, like if he's going to do, he's got to do it now. And I'm like, there's no way he's going to do it now because there's no way he's going to voluntarily take himself out of the playoffs. And then potentially anybody, Corey LaJoy wins the race on Saturday night. And now you just added Ryan Blaney to the playoffs to race against the rest of the Toyotas. That would not be an ideal situation for them, yeah. you know? So, you know, the, the, the idea that he has to get this out of the way before Daytona, I think I disagree with. I do think Corey's too. He's thirty first. I don't think he's. He can't be in the playoffs. Damn. Be I don't know, that you know the best part about Daytona is just kidding, the, Corey, sorry. the unknown. Oh yeah. Corey could. Well, Corey don't matter. Well, just I'm just saying, out. like but somebody else. Yeah, like Ricky, Justin, Ricky Stenhouse. I mean, there's guys that are really good. At, I mean, Busher, Stenhouse, so, Bubba. There's a lot of guys good in the draft. Yeah. yeah. What if Brad wins the race? Brad, Brad. I mean, Brad. Maybe he have what's he got about 400 plate wins across his career. Yeah. What I'm saying, I screwed up. That, put him in a road course race last week with my picks because you told me y'all were gonna be good. We were you sucked all then day. It rained. Um, <laughs> I mean, that that changes everything big time. One of those wild cards, but it's great to see. This is the. Perfect scenario. You got two guys really going for it. Then you got all the wild cards. Sorry, Jason. That was my only uh, only was, addition to the show. That today. was my. That was my. Good job. Door bumper clear fans. We want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com, Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com discounts every in-stock and pre-order item every day, so no need to wait for a sale. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest advertised diecast prices, so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the business. Fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season merchandise for the sport's most popular drivers. You can always find great products that aren't available anywhere else, like the new Ty Gibbs number 54 hat. And the Made in the USA 124th scale NASCAR model kits. These 2022 next-gen body type models are flying off the shelves. Fans, RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. Whenever you need new gear to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If anybody sees a big guy streaking down Talladega Boulevard, don't be alarmed, it's just Freddy. Brett Griffin is a f- 
clown. Just had to call and say, uh, somebody better call Denny a wambulance. Well, I never thought that mother Kyle Larson would be on my bad side. His car's held together with duct tape and hope. Reaction feeder starts now. You know, Ty Gibbs really reminds me of like that spoiled cousin you used to play video games with. And whenever you had him beat, he knew he couldn't get past you, so he'd just like run through the corner and destroy you both. Yeah, power and then off. shut the console off or restart it. <laughs> Kid needs to grow up. Good God. True. He is. I mean, listen, that's what we talked about. He just did not at that point want to accept defeat. Like, and no, it's he just not power buttons. What he did, not in, <laughs> it's just not in his makeup right now. And, he and, drove in there wide open and got up and pushed the power button. Actually, William pushed the power button between six and seven. I heard that William got him back. I yeah, didn't see it. He did. I think, unfortunately, we will now never see Ross Chastain go to the nation of Finland as the <laughs> Ross Chastain don't give a f- or just made a stop at Watkins Glen and it resulted in Kimi Raikkonen crashing. <laughs> So, good job to Ross Chastain for ruining the best storyline of the week in NASCAR and probably the biggest storyline of the entire year. That's a little I mean, stretch. That's a stretch. Stretch. Yeah. That's we, good, we, good we can talk about Ross all he wants. He doesn't care. Yeah. No, no, he not give care. a. Like, I always like, run into Ross and I think that like he's going to be like, damn, you know, what the. Like, like Noah gets no. upset when we talk about him. Yeah. No, like I was running to Ross and he'll just start telling me a funny story about something somebody else said. And I was like, oh, I guess he's not mad at us. He don't care. He don't no. give a Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't yeah. care. And he's soft spoken. <laughs> How's your dad? Oh, he's good. Yeah. We're going to grab some dinner tonight. I mean, so soft spoken. Like, I'm here for it. He puts that helmet on. He's an animal. I'm here for it. Something. Right till he hits your All right. Dad. I'm standing here in line for the porta potty after the race and I still don't understand. What the hell Chase is doing in the left lane on these last two restarts? <laughs> Kyle did the smart thing. Door him out of the way and clear him. Drive away. What an idiot. He's a contender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's on the list. He's on the list to pick from on my phone. Luckily for him, he's going to be pretty far down on the list. But <laughs> Does Chase Elliott have some Canadian in him? Because that was the most polite you I've ever seen out of a person who just got the dog food wrecked out of him. The man is so pissed off, he isn't even thinking that it's Daytona next week. It's Bristol in his mind next week. Kyle Larson, be prepared to get by your teammate. Jeez. Uh, one thing I will tell that guy is he definitely did not wreck the dog food out of him. I mean, that you don't know what... The, Buddy Kofoid wrecked the dog food oh, out of his stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, my God. I was going to bring that I up. I can't in really blame section. him, though, because no. that's a bad spot. Oh, yeah. You couldn't see. I don't know what the hell that other guy was. Did you see this wreck? Yeah. Yeah. Bat- wow. Someone was broken the right front, and it was. Did, did you, I saw a head on shot of it, and it was the right front was literally. On the slow car? Yeah. yeah. The right front was digging into the ground, turning the car. Like, uh, it, uh, he, like it was mean, bad. Even the like, flag saying couldn't see that. Uh, but congrats been, to one of Chad's drivers, Jesse Love. Oh, Jesse winning. Love with a win. But yeah, we did that. That guy did not chase, or Kyle did not wreck the dog food out no. of Chase. Do you ever think Jesse uses his last name as like a pickup line of any sort? Mr. Love? Yeah. What's up, Mr. Love? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> wow. Hey, you want some love? <laughs> Does Jesse love? <laughs> and on that note, to leave an audio message 24 7, go love? to anchor.fm slash doorbell for clear and click the message icon. 
He's a sprint car guy, right? Or a midget uh, guy? Yeah, he's, he's a little, little bit of There's a lot of love in the sprint Where car. Where you at? World. I'm in Jesse Love. Jesse Love. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is endless now. I should have started that. Is, yeah, this is bad. Oh. Love connection. Do you feel that? What was it? Remember the old one? Do you love love? What was that commercial? Do you like? love love? Dirty Mo Media fans, this is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinero. We're here to tell you about the most honest, unfiltered, and informative IndyCar podcast on the market, Speed Street. Connor and I break down the weekly happenings of IndyCar, our lives on and off the track, and talk a little NASCAR and F1 as well. Dirty Mo Media's newest show is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Speed Street Pod. It's time for the Ask DVC Offer Path Question of the Week. Don't forget to send in your questions on Twitter each week using hashtag AskDVC, and we'll answer the best ones. Freddie, I would like to nominate you to read them. Well, we got another one from... What? <laughs> if he sends a question... If he sends a question, it. it's in. I don't know, uh, Mr. DeCock, if you have any questions <laughs> every week, or Miss, Miss DeCock, maybe, I don't know. Uh, there's no first name, but uh, if you have a question, send it in. We will use whatever it is, I promise you. <laughs> All right, this first one is, is from Casa Mofo. What are you... T- <laughs> That's pretty good. House Mofo. House Mofo. What are the chances Kyle Busch ends up at RCR? Brett, you know the answer. Please tell us more. Please we say. know we know where he's not going to end up. He's not going to end up back in that 18 car. Uh, <laughs> you don't think when he said this week, uh, things are going to look a lot different than they have for the last 15 years, that was pretty yeah. much a declaration of, I'm out. Jason, how many times can you hit the microphone no. with the same camera? That's a really long one. <laughs> I mean... I hate to say we called this a while back, <laughs> but we kind of called this a while back. Like I, I, I don't Pretty know. Sure, man. we saw it at Pocono. What I've was been, going I've on. been on this Ty Gibbs train for a while of him getting the cup, and I, I, I thought it was going to be the 19 at the end of next year, and then the way things transpired this year, and you know Kyle Busch's demands for certain monetary things not coming to fruition early enough in the year. A lot of things were going on behind the scenes that we're all hearing about. And, and, and look, I, I don't know where he's going, but I do know he's not going back in the 18. I would say percentage-wise on this, pretty low. Pretty I low at say, RCR? Yeah, I think it's lower than what else, other places. What do you think, 20%? Uh, because of financial reasons? or I think, I think 20 is probably a little low. I think that there's... I think there's two Chevy teams probably at the top of the list, and there's mm. a, a Toyota team on the outside with a shot at it. So you think Ford's done? I think so. I think that you know, I the only Ford option I think is Stuart Haas, and I don't. I think that. Let me ask you this: How many people we've we've asked this question on here before? How many owners can truly afford to hire Kyle Busch? I mean, out of all of them? No, not all of them. I mean, all like of them all that would be on the table. None Prob- of them owners probably, that I know of are not loaded. I mean, there's three, there's three or four guys. <laughs> How many right billionaires are in the garage? Two. Penske. Uh, three, maybe four. Penske, Hendrick, Haas, Colic. To my knowledge. I mean, maybe Matt's not a billionaire, but if he ain't, he's close. He's got a big-ass boat. When you got a big-ass <laughs> boat. That means you got a billion. Well, if it costs $30,000 to put yeah. gas in something. <laughs> It means you got some damn money. Way to rub it in for <laughs> or a hell of a credit card bill yeah. to pay every month. I don't know which. But, like, I look at them four guys, and it's like, okay, you got Stuart Haas left there, and you got Colleague left there. Um, 
I don't know how you say no to a billionaire because that's who look, look man look at what Gene Haas did with Stuart Haas Racing I mean he he started this thing with I believe Jeff Rick Green and Scott Riggs back in the day um, they couldn't run top 20 to save their life but he eventually got it to where it is I think Matt Colleague is on that same plan and that same path. You know, this is the first year he's in the Cup Series. They've got a Cup Series win. Uh, first year he's full-time. Uh, I, I I don't know. I think the billionaires are in play I for think, this guy. I think if you're if you're an odds maker, I think the, the, the favorite to land Kyle Busch right now is probably Callie Grayson. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, not far behind them, I think you have, you have a RCR and you have a 2311, depending on what Kurt does. But I don't think Kyle has the – ability to wait and see what's going to happen with Kurt. Now, maybe he obviously their brother, so he might know already, but you know, I think they, that if Kurt announces tomorrow that he's out for next year or out, you know, or he's retiring, then that seat opens up. Maybe that's something they, they explore, but because we, Denny likes to make splashes. We've seen that a hundred times. Um, but I, I think I just, I go back to, you know, that, that, Twenty three eleven to me. There's other pieces that have to fall. For yeah, that. a lot for sure. And what 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 the biggest ah. deterrent for me on that one is? Kyle said, "I want to go somewhere that I know I have a home for a very long time, and that I know my truck series team is going to survive, and that I know I'm going to be able to race against my son and transition him into NASCAR." Denny doesn't have all those things. Not right now. No, I'm not saying Toyota can't come fill that void. I'm not saying Denny can't have conversations with Michael Jordan, who also is probably a billionaire. He might be, uh, but I don't see Michael Jordan writing the check for this guy. No, I mean, and, and like you said, it's not a long term. Like if if Kyle was coming to 2311, it's it's for one year. It's a bridge yeah, year I, I don't, uh, to get him to somewhere else. That I think. <clears throat> oh, sorry, I dropped. I think something. the other deal is if you know RCR for that to happen, I think one person leaves there and goes to the new seat. So that's the only way. There's no vacancy. It's the only right now. way. How, do, how does that work with his team? Well, they truck say, okay, you're good to go. That's how it is. Being a Toyota manufacturer, and let's say he's looking at a Chevy team. Uh, I mean, that doesn't make a difference. You can cut the noses off and put Chevy bodies on them, and it, it'd be the same thing. You know, it's just. They would fix that. Yeah, they would. Chevy, the manuf. I mean, we've heard rumors that Chevy is very interested in, in stepping up their. their you know, footprint in the truck series. Um, I, I, who's, the, who's the third best driver that Chevrolet has right now? In we know what? who the top two are. In it's obvious. William Byron. Co- I mean, Co- William Byron's the third best driver. Or, I mean, oh, you're saying like right I, now, I, I all think of them, Tyler, Reddick. Tyler Reddick is the third. I, I, oh, think, yeah. I think Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott are top. They're top dogs. They're hunting. Them dogs are hunting. I don't think, I don't think you have a third best guy with Tyler Reddick leaving. Like, I think the drop-off to your I mean, third best guy is Ross is, is probably is their next guy. Pretty substantial. I think it's pretty substantial. Would you rather have Kyle Busch for five years or Ross Chastain for five years? Who's going to sell more? Who's going to get you more attention? Who's going to keep you in the forefront? I'd rather have Kyle to train a younger one. <laughs> I'd rather, I think I'd pick Kyle Busch in that situation. I would, too. <sighs> right, yeah. now, right now, still Kyle. Because if you, if you are, speak hypothetical, if you are Matt Colleague, and you have an opportunity to hire Kyle Busch, do you do everything that you can to get him? Absolutely. It's a game changer. Well, what is the best thing that Colleague Racing has ever done since they've been in existence? Hired A.J. Allmendinger. Hired A.J. Allmendinger, who was the best driver available for them with what they were trying to build. And Chris Rice knew what he was trying to build. He knew how many cars he wanted in Xfinity last year. He knew how many cars he wanted in Cup this year. They made the moves to get charters at a time when charters were super expensive I don't know how you can question who should go after Kyle Busch more than them. Stuart Haas, 
they still going to have Kevin Harvick. How well is Kevin Harvick going to work with Kyle Busch? How do you think that's going to go? <laughs> Talk about at 1A and 1B again. It ain't going to happen. So, I don't know. I, I think I, – I'll say I think 40% chance he goes to Chevrolet – 30% chance he stays at Toyota, just given that Kurt scenario that's out there, and then 20% chance he's at Ford. So that's 90 where you put putting the other yeah, 10% in Dodge. Say. He's going on <laughs> DBC with us. Yeah, he's going he's he's gonna gonna to run, gonna run midgets. Yeah. <laughs> this next one is uh, mm. from B underscore DeCock 48. <laughs> it's like a third grade class in here when that happens. <laughs> Who would be your pick? to see in the Project 91 car next. Where are we going? What racetrack? Ooh. You know, it's better that it's, not, it's a B and not a C because that would be really bad. <laughs> what racetrack? What racetrack are we going to before well, you we pick. say this? You pick yeah, any, you any track, <clears throat> any driver. Who y'all got? Um, I want Donnie Shots at Bristol Dirt Track. Lewis Hamilton. Daniel you just because you, you think he's hot. Danny Rick's looking for a ride. He might need to try the thing full time. Yeah, he next might year. need to be in the ninety-one. He's a Bills fan, so I'm cool um, with that. Chad so. has a midget ride available. Daniel. I'm pretty sure he's not going to want that. I will pay. I want eleven-time winner Donnie shots at the Knoxville Nationals. I like it at Bristol Dirt Track. Well, I like it. I don't. I, I Donnie ran already in a truck. You actually know that? I, I can know. I can pick who pick I want. You actually know that? Yes, yeah, I okay. can pick who I want. Um, man, I I like the. I like the thought of just bringing in guys like that just never done it before. This is so they can really see how good these guys. That's a great can be. name you're throwing yeah. at us right Pick now. Pick one, guys. I like, I like. I do like the thought of bringing other Formula One guys. Like I would All right, name one. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Ricardo run one race and maybe. Um, you think he's cute too? <laughs> no, he's just a Bills fan. I already, I've already said that. Um, I would like to see you know him come in there and try it. He's got a big personality. He'd be one. Was to he the one that made fun of Americans? No, no, it was funny. No. Yeah, he's the one he that also said, said door bumper. He's the one that said door bumper. I know he's the one that made fun of Americans, right? I thought it was awesome. I don't remember him making fun of him. The way he was talking. He was talking like he was from oh, Texas. Okay, yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah. Was that him? Uh, yes. I, I would yes. like to bring, I'm a fan of that guy. I would like to bring George Russell into there and let him run it so we, they could boo him across the stage one time. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Poor guy. He wouldn't make it long. <laughs> give me uh <laughs> give me Scotty McLaughlin. I like that guy. He'd be good. Okay. Like he's he, you talk about a personality. He's uh he's he's a fun he's a, he's a bit of a clown. Didn't uh Marco Andretti say he wanted Marco's to run? running. Marco's yeah. running the Roval, I think, in the oh, forty eight. Yeah. I think for, McLaughlin could win. Us? No, Xfinity. Xfinity. Mm-hmm. Marco Andretti. Yeah. If you were to put Scott McLaughlin in an Xfinity car hmm. at a road course, he would be very hard to beat. Oh yeah. I 100%. mean he, he would be That's what very I'm saying. Hard like to beat. stick him in the ninety one at a road course somewhere. Let him pick somewhere he's been before. So who is the offer pack question of the week winner? The cock. Of course. No, we already give it to them. <laughs> you can give it to whoever you want. Uh, well, we gave it to Casamofo. That was a more of a, a conversation piece. Well, didn't didn't the other one win last week? I, think so. I yeah. wish I wish we knew where Kyle Busch was going because it's killing everybody. Like it, and, But the good news is he's finally I, publicly saying, I don't know where, I don't know, I don't think I'm going to be back here. Does Hirsch go with him? If I'm Tony Hirschman, I follow Kyle Busch. Oh, I disagree. Oh, what do Why? you know? Why? I'm just saying, if you if, <laughs> if Kyle Bush is leaving, Ty Gibbs is coming in there, you would think, right? Like, that's the, the natural progression. So if you got a 20% pay raise to go with Kyle Bush, you would stay there? Yep. Wow. Brett, are you waiting for your phone to ring? I know Kyle pretty much loves you, so. I'm not waiting for anything to ring. I'm good. Hmm. So, first, 
go if Hirsch stays, who uh if Hirsch stays, who signs up to spot? That's for what Kyle I'm Bush? saying. That's what I'm wondering. Any anybody. Honestly, anybody that doesn't have a job is gonna sign up to spot for him. But No, dude. It, if let's assume that he goes to a team that's gonna pay you top dollar, you're gonna be able to get a top guy. Oh, I yeah. think. hundred percent. I think I think people are gonna be calling whoever hires him and says, Hey, I want a spot for that guy. People are probably blowing Hirschman's phone up right now. Are you going? What are you doing? Well, he's what, a what are you doing? idiot if he entertains him people. No, I know. I'm just saying, like that's people, that's what happens. In these situations, I've had people speak for me over the last two years. Oh, Brett ain't doing this and Brett is doing this. I promise you, there's probably one person on the roof other than me knows what the hell Brett's doing, and it ain't none of you other idiots. <laughs> Could you imagine Brett spotting for Kyle? I know, that's what I'm saying. That would be awesome. I spotted for Kyle. We, uh, uh, I mean, we, every week we, when we ran get, second in a truck no, race at I want like every now. week through the grind when he gets mad. Of all the guys I've spotted for in my career, and we're talking Kevin Harvick, Dale Jarrett, Greg Biffle, Michael Waltrip, Elliot Sadler, Clint Boyer, Jeff Burton. I could keep going because we do a lot of guys that aren't our guys. Part-time Bubba Wallace last year, Watkins Glen. Kyle Busch needed a spotter less than any other driver I've ever worked with. He was making moves, and I was like, uh, yeah, you, dude, you clear. You and, good? And you probably haven't worked with him, but I, I, I mean, this is – I don't but mean But that's this, a truck race. He drives to the front by himself. I don't mean this is a knock on anybody, but I feel like that's a similar situation like a Kyle Larson. Agreed. You know, uh, like a lot of these guys that grew up dirt racing kind of have a little bit more awareness of what the hell's going on. Let's be honest, though. Any Justin Haley actually is second on my list of not needing a Casey great could literally spot for Kyle on a truck, and it'd be the same result. Kyle Busch, yeah. Okay, well, congrats to Casamofo for <laughs> Casamofo. Casa Casamofo. House being That's what it stands for. Overpad question of the week. <laughs> Is it Casa Grande? <laughs> it's Casa. Jason Pay made up. Make that Pay bet up. this week. I don't have any money left, Jason. You got it all. us to get into our favorite Xfinity X-Fi more than fast moments from the week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So what were your favorite more than fast moments this week? TJ. You know, I'm going to go, I'm, uh, I'm going to be probably a little biased, but I, it was really pretty ballsy at the time. I'm going to give uh, Christopher Busher for putting them tires on because I thought it was too early and it, that track was still pretty wet in my opinion. And he come down there and put them tires on and went out there and made up a lot of ground. So I'm going to give it to Christopher Busher. My Xfinity X5 more the fast moment, I think has to go to Kyle Larson. I mean, you get back to back wins, Xfinity cup series at Watkins Glen place. It is tough. It's fast. Requires a lot of mental fortitude, and it required him making a very aggressive move against a teammate. This is why I love NASCAR way more than F1, because we don't have team orders in those situations. We race, and we race to win, and he kissed the girl, he got the money, he got the trophy, and he got the five playoff points, and he's off to Daytona with a lot less stress than what he would have had. Yeah, I mean, Kyle was going to be mine, obviously, but I'll go my Xfinity X5 moment, more than fast moment, will go to Michael McDowell. Uh, the beginning of that race, when it was a little bit slick out there on wet tires, he drove straight to the lead, and, and he was hauling ass, and if it would have stayed raining and stayed wet, I think he would have been pretty hard to handle, so I'll give him my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment. I'll tell you who should get an honorary mention is Todd Gilliland. Todd Gilliland was fast yesterday. I don't know why. He was, broke lead, a rear end or he was leading the race whenever um, 
they had some sort of issue or whatever, but he was uh, wheeling it. He's so. his last two road courses. He's been yeah. phenomenal, really. Yeah. So honorary mention for Todd. Here on Door Bubble Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. What an idiot. Let's move on to what an idiot. Brett? What an idiot. I'm going to leave this one for Freddie because I know who he's going to pick. I got two, though. I don't know who I know. Pick. You can share. I know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go politically correct today. I'm gonna pull a TJ. I'm gonna pick Chase Elliott because you you picked the wrong lane, dude. Like, what did you not? What information did you not have that you needed to know? I need to take the inside right here. So he gets my what I need. Cost him the race. Big big loss. TJ, go ahead, Freddie. I want to hear what you say. I don't want to take. All right. Well, I, I want to hear you if it's good. I don't know well, which one he's going to pick right here. So I, I had my new one idiot boxed up, ready to ship off to Workwear Racing uh, to join the <laughs> other 500 awards they have over there, and I, I would it was I was putting the packing tape on there, ready to ship it off right up until. And if you don't know, Rickwear Racing, somebody Rickwear Racing left a piece of lead all, uh, loose on their car, and it came out and just about killed three tungsten. or four photographers, tungsten, whatever it was. Uh, blew through a fence in the bus stop. I mean, it's just one of the most neglectful things you can do in racing, and it's the, probably the most dangerous. We've seen pieces of tungsten or ballast, whatever you want to call it, come out and hit cars and destroy them. Um, it's just completely unsafe, and, and it's they're going to get the hammer dropped on, and they're going to lose crew chief, car chief, engineer, which they can't afford, uh, probably a monetary fine of some sort. Uh, but that, that was that was I'm like, there's no way anybody can beat this. And then good old Myatt Snyder showed up in the Xfinity race and wrecked. I don't know. It seemed like every time there was a wreck, Myatt was in it and his car is destroyed. And I see him come out of the garage 10 laps down. At least it may be nine. I couldn't. I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty sure he was about 10 laps down. So you're saying there's a chance. when he came out of the garage with the car destroyed. And proceeded to make a lap around the Watkins Glen beautiful facility. It's a great track. Just dumping every <laughs> drop of oil that was in that car all over the racetrack. And NASCAR sees it at some point. I think NASCAR saw it probably around the bus stop. And they were like, get the 31. Stop the 31 right now. Stop him. Stop him. Get him off the racetrack. He's, and you can see it on TV. It is just literally pouring fluid out of it. Like it is, it is not leaking. It is dumping fluid. And he proceeds to drive all the way back around the racetrack, switching lanes, luckily, off of the carousel and going halfway up that straightaway in one lane and then switching over to the other lane in the other half of the straightaway and proceeds to drive through turn six, drive through turn seven, and then finally does stop Right at the opening to pit road. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. I mean, what? And listen, you know, this is you. You can talk about Cody Ware and Rick Ware racing all you want. Nobody did that purposely. It was a mistake made. It's happened before. Cody didn't know that the lead was going to come out of the car. You know, I like to pick on them guys, obviously, when they do stuff wrong. But that was a mistake that was made by somebody. This was a knowing situation where they are telling you to 
stop before you do this and listen how this is how bad this was brett was in the wreck this happened during the daniel hemrick caution so daniel hemrick hits the wall daniel you know brett checks make sure daniel's okay they start cleaning up that wreck brett packs up his bags and is leaving the roof now before we went green brett sent me a picture from the bar by our hotel that was 30 minutes away yeah it was a 30 minute question 30 minute caution flag because of this idiot that drove around the racetrack oiling the whole place down and we had to bring i mean there was more speedy dry out there than myrtle beach has sand i mean it was it was ridiculous and there's a lot it, on it, TV you can't, as it, well. it's it's inexcusable and it cannot happen um, what do you think they should do to him for that there's gotta be i mean obviously they're gonna call him into the hall or him and the crew chief get called in was maya told to stop by a spotter uh according to the spotter on the roof he didn't get called to the hauler because he was telling him to stop so maya had the information Assuming that his radio was working, he had the information he needed to stop. In my opinion, you're not going to like this, or you may love it. Mm. He cost us 20 minutes. Is that fair? At least. I'd find him $1,000 a minute. Because Agreed. your viewers, your people in attendance, it's negligence at that point. It's no different than, I mean, it's, it's, it's on purpose. If they said stop, then freaking stop. And if you aren't obeying my command, I'm going to charge you one dot one thousand dollars for every minute you cost my broadcast. There, there has to be some penalty because the it like and we were talking. I think it was like Chris Monet standing next to me. Like stuff like that would not happen back in the day because they knew like if they screwed up Mike Helton's race or you know or whoever like they were gonna have the wrath of God come down on them. And these guys now they don't care. Like what what are you doing? Like your car? Why are you even back on the racetrack? You're ten laps down. Your car's destroyed. Take your L it's and sit in the garage. It's not your day. Like, like, go home. Like, what are you doing? It's not your day. Is it bad? I still want to give the people that locked the gates in Michigan the water they still. No, it's not bad. Because I really just want to keep doing that the rest of the year. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's what an idiot or what a brilliant guy. But watching, I did the Arca race, and I was an idiot, probably guaranteed. His Arca no, race was I, probably. It was the end, though. I mean, it, you got you got Brandon Jones sitting back there just waiting, and he goes down to one and gives the kid. Uh, was it Taylor? Yes. He gives him just a little bit of a shot, and Taylor just cleans out Sammy Smith. Um, you know, way up the racetrack and stuff. I can't figure out if that was a planned move or an idiot move. But I, <laughs> I mean, I really I know there's some better ones, but that's kind of what are. Uh, I'm going to go with that. I have to give another award this week, and it's the exact opposite. It's what a genius award. And it's going to go to NASCAR or somebody at NASCAR. Because you whoever, to say this? Whoever, yeah, whoever <laughs> came up with the alternate start finish line and agreed to it is a genius because that has saved us so many headaches in practice and qualifying, mainly qualifying, because what happened was you used to come by the start finish line and then you would shut down and there'd be five guys coming behind you on runs and yeah. you're trying to navigate where they're at. Now you finish in turn five or turn six, you're done. You come to pit road. It's on the middle of the straightaway. Yeah, that's so, that's yeah, between yeah. five and six. But everywhere we go, we have an alternate start finish line now and it's just alleviated so many of those problems well, during qualifying. The only bad part about that is, is that, at least at the Glen, it's in the middle of a straightaway. Some of them, yeah. Some you can't put it, you're better off putting it in the middle of the S's at Sonoma than you are turn 10. Turn 10 entry? Yes. You cannot put the, the line. Ask Kosovar the, about that. Yes. You cannot. It looks, it looks like it. Clint Boyer on that motorcycle wreck he had at Atlanta that time <laughs> where they're racing into yeah. a, oh, the, the finish bike. line is a 90-degree corner. Yeah. It's it a drag race. Yeah. In Atlanta. He might have killed himself. Yeah, I know. It was awesome to watch, but I mean. We need to get Clint on here. I'm going to call him. That'd be fun. I just saw him on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to call him. I'm going to find him Monday. He's 
and ain't got nothing to do, which is every Monday. Hopefully he doesn't act like Noah. All right, DBC picks. Oh, boy. I got Freddie and TJ with five. Casey, bless your heart, honey. I really thought you had a shot last week with Harvick. So did I. You should have picked him the week prior or the week prior to that. I got should have. I tried to, I've but Jason took him. Deal. All right, so next week we'll reset our drivers. We'll have everybody for the playoffs, but Brett and I are leading with seven wins. Freddie and TJ second with five. Casey and last with two. TJ won on uh, Sunday with AJ Almniger. So Freddie's uh-huh. victory. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, Casey, I need you to win here. I, okay? need, I need to win or I need I you need to win? I need me to win too. So I need you to, to really get a good pick. And I'm going first, right? Yeah. Man, I'm going to go with this guy, not because he won the Daytona 500, but because I know how fast those... I knew it. I Take knew, me down. I knew how fast those Penske cars are. I'm going oh, with Austin oh. Cindric. Oh, nice. Okay. I was, I was on the McDowell, Busher, Austin Dillon, so Austin Cindric fence. I had a bunch to choose from, and I'm going with Austin Cindric because I know how fast those Penske cars are. Oh, man. Them and JGR are fast. Let's go, Case. I'm between two. That sounds like. Do a I need to consult with you about this? Sure. Not, not permitted. You, there's only really one guy you should pick, Casey. Stonehouse or a little Joy? Where am I too? Like I said, there's only one guy you should pick, Casey. <laughs> I know, but I like. <laughs> let her pick whoever she wants. Yeah. Last time y'all let her the wrong way, or Denny or the wrong way. So at least spelled Stonehouse wrong, but I will take Ricky. Stenhose. Yep. Good old Stenhose. <laughs> I'm taking murdering names over here today, Jason. Brad Keselowski. Yeah, Keselowski. There's no O in Keselowski. Keselowski. Because there you go. See, I taught you something. I guess <laughs> I will take. Damn. I was going to take Keselowski. Do I pick Brett or do I not pick Brett? Like that's my goal. I'll take Alex Bowman. I will take Michael McDowell. Let her eat. Daytona hate. What do y'all think? No practice. Send it. Send it. I love it. I, I mean, they're not qualified. Are they qualified? Yeah, I think so. They're qualified. Straight off the truck, go qualify. Yeah, they're not using the mate. What a mate. Whatever. The, ma- they, the metrics. The matrix. Metrics. Whatever. I'm here for it. What else we got? I don't know. Scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten. How wild is this race gonna be? I hope a fifteen. I, I think it's wild because stage points matter. Uh. Man, the race uh, race in obviously matters. Like, there's a lot of people vying for a lot of things right here. There's not many guys that can just go out there and say this race don't matter to me. Chase mm-hmm. Elliott, yeah. he can say he's that. about the only one. Yeah, love to ruin the party. Everybody else has got a lot going on, so I'm here for it. Busy week. Hit Daytona. Hit the Oyster Pub. I got a lot of racing coming up, man. I got to go testing all Ooh. week this week. Oh no, me too. I got to go. You going Testing. next week? You spotting for Dale next oh, week? Oh, yeah. I got a spot for Huffman. I, th- uh, oh, I, don't, know if we, I don't know if he's announced that yet. What, which one of us well, is doing this? I think he did. Which uh, one of us is doing the street stock? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, you can do coming. one night. I'll do one night. All right. <laughs> that's fine with me. High Rock is sponsoring. I'll do Wednesday. Flores is running. Yeah. Uh, High Rock is sponsoring Landon Huffman, so I'm going to I'm, I'm spot for Landon. Your face is sponsoring well, Dale obviously outbid me, I think. Oh. <laughs> You're a lot prettier, though. I did, yeah. I, Landon called me. He's like, hey, uh, you know, I, I got this deal with Dale. He wants to sponsor the car. Um, do you I care? tell him to screw I off. I was like, yes, please take my face off your car. I'm no. begging you to take my face off your car. <laughs> what do you think Landon's getting? <laughs> Boat? Free, free case of vodka. <laughs> I, know, so I just hope he's paying me in vodka when we get up there, so that'd be fine. Say hey if you see us in Daytona. Yes. 
Maybe we'll go all where are you, the way. Where are you working at? <laughs> uh, for live Grandview. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Lollipop. <laughs> You're going to be at Lollipops? Just kidding. Nobody goes to Lollipops no. anymore. Have you would been you actually go? When was the last time you I've stepped foot in Lollipops? Multiple times. Oh. I, would you go again? Has, I, has anybody been to Lollipops in the last five years? I mean, is it sanitary enough No. Though? No, it's not. Well, I, I used to go now. during like bike week days at Swiss Supercross. So, oh. <laughs> so now shoe shows have to be sanitary or we can't go? <laughs> okay, well, you're, you're crossing a lot We're off the screwed. list. We're <laughs> screwed. We can't go to any. You go to Ruth Ooh. Chris. Yeah, you go to Ruth. <laughs> so one of our fellow spotters, who we won't name, uh, was at the strip club in the middle of the day here in Mooresville, North Carolina. It's in the afternoon. The one it's, on the street? Yeah, it's called Scores. Yeah. No, it's so, not. <laughs> So one of the uh, other spotters, well, girlfriend, wife called or whatever. So where, where are you guys at? And they're like, uh, they FaceTimed in. I was, I was not the girlfriend or wife involved here. I was just along for the I ride. I hope you weren't the girlfriend or the wife. Uh, yeah. And so they're like, where are you at? I'm in the, they FaceTime and the guy hands me his phone. He had not said hello yet. And it's just his girlfriend. And she's like, Hey, hey what's going on? Where are you at? I have nothing but neon lights behind me. And she's like, what are you at? Are you at scores? <laughs> it's like literally like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, uh, and one of the other spotters from the other side of the bar goes, we're at Ruth Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, the one in Mooresville. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wonder what spotters do all week, <laughs> <laughs> there's your answer. <laughs> There's your answer. I'm going to uh, guess the original call was to Doug's phone. That's fine. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. We love you guys. We're not incriminating anybody else on here. Brandon McReynolds, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Have a safe week, everybody. See you guys today. So we out. Have a good Word. See ya. <laughs> this is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.